July 22nd, 2015, it's Watt from Pedro Show. <laughs> Thank you. 
Todd from Pedro Show here at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point. By the man, how are you? Yeah, everything's good. We had a good time at the House of Blues. That was awesome. Believe it or not, people, that can happen. <laughs> not for long, though, because they're tearing it down for a condo, you know. But uh, Meat Puppets played, and uh, we're uh, kicking up much dust. Yeah, yeah, they did great. <laughs> and uh, special Up on the Sun version with the uh, yeah. Aided and Abetted by Mr. Jack Black. Nice. Little interpretive <laughs> move. Yeah, it was wild. And, was and cool. some harmonies. Yeah, that was cool BSing with those guys. And now yeah. they got uh, the son, Kurt's son, their four piece now. Yeah, huh. So, and then this young guy on drums, um, Sir Shannon. Yeah. No more Derek. Yeah, no, no, no. There was a guy in between named Ted. This guy, his pop was in uh, Sir Douglas Quintet. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, people. You're hearing our guests. <laughs> I'm creeping in. All the way from the desert, Scott Reeder. How you Welcome doing? aboard. Welcome Thank you. to Pedro. Awesome Welcome to be to here. Welcome to the Love Grotto. It's that first trip to Pedro. <laughs> Ever? Ever. Wow, okay. It's his, he's rookie. <laughs> hey, rookie. Then we were putting in a new pool, and we got to call it the Hey Rookie Pool. Because I guess some dudes, this was during the Second World War, and they, they would lie about not knowing how to swim. So they just throw you in. They couldn't. You didn't have to worry about telling the truth. <laughs> right? Someone was the once told me, if you don't lie, you don't have to remember. So, something like that. Yeah. Just toss you in the fucking pool. So <laughs> thanks for getting tossed into Pedro and coming down and being on the show. Right Incredible on. bass man and uh, brother bass man. Me. Learn from the best. This guy learn. right here. Smoking and he, uh, good people. He brought it, and he's going to collaborate with Brother Matt next hour on the spin cycle. Yeah. Anyway, we started with Jared Coltrane doing Ogunda, and then across the river with White Man's Dream. Now across the river, that's an early band. <laughs> but we're going to go earlier than that. Scott, can you t- uh, tell me your first music memory? My first music memories are with my grandpa. He was a jazz guitar player. Oh, wow. And so you got music in your family. Yeah. Every one of my grandparents were musicians. Oh, cool. Wow. Um, two of them were in the church. My grandma would play organ and piano in the church. Yeah. My grandpa was a preacher, and he would play this scratchy um, saw with a violin. Saw. Oh, cool. Then my other set of grandparents were atheists, jazz mongers. And they would have parties at their house. Like on Christmas, all his friends would come over. There was a bass player, Sid Fridkin, and I was little. I was like three or four, and I would curl up under his chair right in front of his amp and just like soak up this bass, the, the bass. Oh, they had like living room jams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you? So room full of people back, singing. Three, four years old. You remember this? Yeah. Great. Wow. Uh, well, from there, did you did you start playing on an instrument, or did you get records first? I got into the Beatles. And, okay. I think when I was four or five, no, I was probably four, uh, for Christmas I got the Sesame Street record yeah. and the Beatles Revolver. Revolver. And that's what drew me into everything from wow. you know, recording techniques. And, um, I started playing drums on a cardboard box set that I'd made. And, so that's the first thing you played was drums? Yeah. yeah. And I got why, my, why drums? Um, I, I was into Ringo. Oh, yeah. Just... Sure. Wanted to grow my hair and long. You made it, and you made a kit. Yeah. I had an old bullet shell from World War One that my great grandpa gave me, and that was like one of the things to bang on. There was a trash can was on like one the side. Symbol? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then when I was five, my parents gave me my first drum set. Shit, yeah. this all before school. Yeah. Wow. So you had a little trap kit. Yep. 
my mom would take me down to some bar downtown Banning and drag my drum set through the bar in the afternoon. People would be tripping. Banning, out. you know Banning. Yeah. yeah. You know, this town next to us is called Wilmington. Yeah. And we share, we're part of L.A., yeah. so are they. We share the west part of the harbor with yeah. Long Beach. And the guy who built Wilmington was Phineas Bannon. That's the guy. His stagecoaches used to go out. Yeah. To that town. Yeah, we were on the stagecoach route. So you went out there, and she'd bring you there? Yeah. And you'd be jamming? It was this bar. It was either the Red Bull or the 8-Ball or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I would drag my stuff into the back room. And there was this kid from uh, from school that my mom knew, uh, Tom Harrell. Yeah. And we'd set up across from each other, and he'd show me these funky beats. I mean, this is like early 70s. Oh, like he's teaching the drums. Oh, yeah. And... I don't know. I, I started playing in school you, band. You learned how to on. play drums from lessons at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> when I was did. five. When you were five. <laughs> Light years ahead of my uh, <laughs> education in music. Wow. So, so when school starts. I wanted to play drums. tell kids at the school. Yeah. Um, yeah, you want to do drums. So but you're like, yeah. you're you telling the kindergarten teacher, I want to. Well, it didn't start till junior high. Okay. In the school band, and there were too many drummers. Right, because grade school we don't really have music classes. Yeah, so the band director gave me a, an ear test. He'd play a melody on the piano, and I'd sing it back to him. And he said, "With your ear, you're going to either play trombone or French horn." Oh wow! I didn't want to play French horn, so I picked up the trombone. There's already too many dudes playing drums, right? Yeah, yeah. Shit, sorry. No. <laughs> right. I'm doing the radio show. <laughs> Ma, I'm doing the radio show. <laughs> you want me to get you some burritos? Okay. Guanajuato. Yeah, today's Mercules. I can go get it. Okay. But I got to do, I'm doing the show. I'm on the air, Ma. Okay, bye. Great. Hey, burrito day. Yeah, because, well, yeah, there's some fucking happening. Cartier's burritos are on Wednesday. They're only three fifty. so. Nice. Econo goes back before the Minuteman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so let's play some music <laughs> Oh, 
sense. She burned in reverence. She had to play it straight and could not hesitate to elaborate, to cooperate, to celebrate with her mates. Dangerous Dan, the rest of the band. Bad Veronica can't wait to fly in a blue blaze grazed under a tie-dyed sky. Down in the old school, the band began with Dangerous Dan, fan of S-Play. They'll understand the hand, the demand, the contraband, and the big damn lie. Wear of wantonness, sorceress of fruitfulness, forgetfulness, left her underwear on the table in the corner at the laundromat. Bad Veronica. Bad Veronica.
Watch for Pedro Show. We just heard uh, Caius doing One Inch Man live. I think it was in Italy. Wow. Might have been the last show. Really? That's where the last one was. Reggio okay. di Emilio in 1995. Football, like Smoke Signals was the name of the show in Italian. Oh, oh um, yeah, that Italian. was some live yeah, TV football. show. That was some live TV show. Yeah. yeah. That's the last gig. No, no, no. It, oh, it was okay. a couple months after that. Sorry. Okay. Nearly the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, DNA, uh, New Fast. I think that's the only album they did. Deer Hoof, Tiny Bubbles. Uh, Don Chorus, Boards Canada. Uh, Elmo, new album, uh, the tune My Policeman's an Addict. Uh, Many Birthdays, brand new. Out of Austin, Bird Flight to Uncertainty. Tobacco with the, some new instrumental, El Camino 2. Super Chunk, Trees of Barcelona. Uh, Mac was telling me this was part of an opera he did. So I've been playing a bunch of it. Uh, brand new from Cuz, Veronica, Cuz has a tour coming April 18th. No, it isn't. August 27th <laughs> to September 12th. Go to MikeWatt.com. See about that. And finally, Scott Reeder with As We Become. Okay, so we're in school and you got the righteous ear and you get tapped to do French horn like John. Trombone. Or the bone. Or French horn, yeah. Or the French horn. Yeah. You went for the bone? Because bone is a bass clef. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize I was going to be switching to bass at any time soon. Okay, but... But I went through, like, marching band and orchestra yeah. and all that stuff. I heard bone was good in the marching band because it had a big mouthpiece. It was a French horn I heard was really tough. Tiny yeah. mouthpiece. And you got to, like, yeah. when you're walking. But, I, but you know, Ant Whistle did French horn. In fact, some songs, like Pictures of Lily, has yeah. a fucking French horn solo. Wow. And, uh... So what was that? Well, you had to learn to read. Yeah. Before that, you didn't read, right? At right. home, you were just jamming. Right. Okay. So and you conquered that. Did you move around? Did you, did you? What'd you go for? What do you mean? Did he pick? Well, he gave you a choice of the two. I went for trombone. Went for the bone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, played throughout um, junior high, high school, and then I went to UCLA and played in the marching band there. Uh, Bruin. Yep. And then that first year, that first summer, we played in the Olympic opening ceremonies. Wow. TV audience of 2.5 billion people. 1984. Yeah. Because I remember we did a tour, us Minutemen, to get out of town. (laughs) Oh, it was crazy. L.A. was just fucked up. Yeah, I don't know about Olympics coming to your town, man. It's kind of a little crowded. Yeah. Uh, But that's badass you got to play for that event. Man, that was insane just to be a part of that. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is a school band. Yeah. Did you give up on drums? No, okay. In the middle of high school, I was playing in a couple of punk bands. Um, Subservice with Mike Bates. I don't know if you know that guy. Okay. Um, later, he was in Uniform Choice. Yeah. That was named after one of our songs. Oh, wow. Um, after he left, we started a band called Dead Issue. Um, it was called Dark Side. We did a song for uh, Desperate Teenage Love Dolls. Yeah, which is uh, Dave Markey. Yep. And we we were kind of hanging out with those guys, uh, Markey, Jordan Schwartz. Sure. Uh, when I first moved out there. My bandmates all moved out to L.A. too. So basically, so, uh, left the desert for what more connects with yeah. the music. Yeah. Yeah, so we started playing Mario was out there. Yeah. Right? He was in that band. Dead Issue. Uh, God, what was the name? Bruise? Mm, Some kind of Rhythm and Bruise. <laughs> yep. 
that was a great place. It didn't last very long. No, but no. It was, it was like in a strip mall or something. Yeah, out it was there. way out in Indio. In Indio. Yeah, just along the highway. It was one of the places you could play, right? Yeah. Okay. Somebody just gave me a flyer a couple of days ago with the roster from back in those days. And like every band was insane. It was like the Melvins and Greg Ginn was playing and Caius and, you know, everybody was popping in there. With them and Bruce. Yeah. That was his pad, brother Matt, out in Indio. He started playing. He's talking about these bands he started with. That wasn't the school yeah. band. Because uh, you're the so, drummer man in these Yeah, it, in Dead Issue, I was the drummer. And yeah. then um, so our bass player had to league? quit. Yeah, oh, our bass player quit. And that was probably like 81, 82. And we couldn't find another bass player that was in punk rock. But we found Alfredo, the drummer. And Alfredo Hernandez, who was later in Caius and sure. Queens of the Stone Age, across the river. And uh, so I started playing bass. And I remember when I first started playing drums in bands, I was handed a stack of records. It was like the Adolescence and Black Flag, The Decline. And I kind of started playing bass along with the same kind of stuff. Well, um, so you learned by playing the records? Yeah. That's kind of how I learned. TSOL. I think Weathered Statues was probably out about that time when I started playing bass. And I had a Rickenbacker. I was I was into Mike yeah, Roach, right. and, and we'd already gotten into the Minutemen, of course. And was your stuff was too hard. <laughs> was, uh, Amita. Our stuff was too hard. <laughs> too short. Not but, enough copies. <laughs> one part. So yeah. oh, man, they went to the next part already. But we saw you guys <laughs> before the looping software. <laughs> we saw you guys all over the place. Yeah. Oh, well, we uh, tried to play everywhere we could. It was hard to get out that way. Yeah. Or you even in LA well, we were uh, trekking out to L.A. So you would, you would make the journey. Oh, yeah. Because we did play a lot. Of, in those days, there was a lot of Hollywood, Brother Matt. Mm. In fact, most of it was Hollywood. Yeah, we were going to the Olympic Auditorium shows. Sure, and, right. Stardust Ballroom. Yeah. I found this this morning. I, I told you about this when we were on the road together, what, 10 years ago or whatever yeah. it was. A set, set list from the Minutemen. Oh, wow. I can't remember the name oh, of the awesome. club. but That's I, my fucking... <laughs> cool. Is that your writing? That's my writing. And it might be D. Boone's footprints on that. It was on his <laughs> side of the stage. No, it's D. Boone's writing. It's D. Boone's writing. This is one of my most prized possessions wow. right here. Because I would have for sure put the Gloria Man. <laughs> Crazy. D. Boone just put Gloria Man. That's D. Boone's writing. Wow. I don't know why I didn't recognize it. Yeah, it was some small club. From what I remember... Oh, <laughs> Husker Du played, I think. Oh, me Casitas. Yeah. It was, was here in Torrance. Yeah. Where, where PCH turns north. It was a path. I think Worm might have played. Dukowski. And... We May saw yeah, Chuck at the gig money. He was there also. Red yeah. hat, red shirt. Yeah, he had the red outfit. Yeah, the and, red and, outfit. and I think the Dicks were on the bill, too. It was a pretty small Dicks? place. Yeah. Wow. Me, 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 I don't... Oh, I think it was this place called me Casitas. Yeah, I think that's Little right. House. Uh, so you were learning by going to the shows and seeing you were learning by the oh, records yeah, yeah. but you didn't really have a bass dude you didn't go to the bar to take bass, bass lessons no um, god I'm trying to think of my, my first concerts the, the first concert I went to was Cheap Trick in 1980 okay. the second one was Moving Pictures by Rush and so then, then these aren't clubs then my third show was Black Flag and that's what, what that, pad? Uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's Nest, okay. Cuckoo's it was Henry's Nest. first show with... Um, Hank's, yeah, okay. Wasted Youth Play and Circle One. Yeah. And that changed my <laughs> life. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. So that, that was a healthy classroom. <laughs> yeah. 
So you got into the bass, and Rick was... Yeah, that was about when I first started playing bass, a little before. So, what happened uh, after that? Uh, You were the bass player in the band. Just started practicing as much as I could, and and struggling to get better and better. Did you stop Uh, drums? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. okay. Still did bone in school. Yeah. So that's bass clef shit. Yeah. After the Olympics, a lot of people... That's why you, you know, he's got a lot of slur in his style. A lot of slides. And that's the bone, all the yeah. microtone. Yep. Shit, uh, makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, I was recording some bass player, and he said, what yeah, would Scott Reader do on this part? I said, yeah. I, this guy asked me, what would Scott Reader do on that part? I said, well, I'd play this note, then instead of going down a half step, I'd go all the oh, way up, yeah. you know. Total bone move. Yep. Well, how did you do? Did you swing with the left hand? Because your left hand? It was swinging with the right. It was with the right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but when it came to the bass, you, you did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. My grandpa played right hand, and my dad played right hand, but I would just flip their stuff over. Yeah. And that's why the fat strings at the that's bottom. That's why you didn't restrain. Yeah, I couldn't say, hey, wow. grandpa. He plays the other side, but he didn't restrain. Uh, I think Albert King did that. Uh, or Albert Collin. Uh, uh, Dick Dale plays the same way on guitar. Yeah, he does too. Was it King or Collin? This this dude didn't restring his either. Has yeah. the low on the bottom. Yeah. Nice, man. So I can't do all that fancy yeah, so. popping stuff or anything. Albert Collins had the cape all the time. Well, this guy played a flying V. Oh, that was Albert King. Albert King. Yeah. Okay. And he was bad, but they're yeah, all bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess Albert it takes King. a lot of ways. I mean, if you don't see the shit happening anyway, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it does make a diff. So you still play some trombone? I, just to scare the dogs. <laughs> you ever record with it? No, I need to. One of these days. Yeah. I'm going to get stoned and just... I'm going to do it. J.J. Johnson, there's a, 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 a bone album that Coltrane played on. There's a there's a, a video clip on YouTube, I think, of some dude playing trombone for the cows. There's a whole herd of cows. They come around. Wow. Yeah, it's trippy. They dug it. it's in their zone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, how long does this band last? Dead Issue? Yeah. Oh, maybe four because years. Because this song we played at the beginning of the show, "Across uh, the River." Yeah. Okay. We lost our singer Herb for whatever reasons, and so it was me, Mario Lolly, and Alfredo Hernandez left, and we got this kid, Mark Anderson, who was 15 at the time, wow. and we started jamming, and we were really still learning our instruments and sure. trying to get better. And uh, Mario's brother was turning us on to stuff like Sabbath and Mountain, and we were still listening to our punk rock, but. We, yeah, we were trying to get into jamming more, and oh, instead of the short song thing. Yeah, and I can't speak for the others, but I was getting into acid and mushrooms, and we would like to go out in the desert. And Dave Travis had turned us on to the generator thing, played a few parties with him. So Dave Travis, yeah, Cafe Nella, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mario finally got a hold of a generator. And we would just go out. It wasn't like we're throwing a party. We would just go out in the desert to jam, jam. under the stars. And I took mushrooms whenever I could, and we would just like play all night until the sun. So there's like the musical change in the direction, yeah, or direction change in the music. Yeah, kind of going from pretty right. straight punk rock into stretching out and playing slow, and, and, just, and this, this is across the river. Yeah, and but then it gets to Caius. Yeah, well, across the river kind of fizzled. I moved out when when uh, I got together with my future wife Renee. Yeah. And she had a dog, Pitbull, and, and it was tearing up the carpet in the, yeah. the Quinta house where we lived. So I was like, man, we got to get our own place. And things kind of fell apart at that point. We were so close-knit. I mean, 
Mario to this day is probably the closest musical relationship I've ever had. You know, we oh. we had like this psychic thing. We were just. Is he still at Encia Madre yeah. with that cafe? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's on the road a lot. He's doing the Fats and Jetson. And, yeah, torn a lot. Okay. Yeah, and Yawning so, Man. And, oh. So the Caius comes out because that, that so, fell apart a little. Yeah, Across the River was out of the yeah. picture. Um, I moved to L.A. in '87, right after we got married, and I ended up hooking up with Wino from St. Vitus. He's a DC guy. Actually. Yeah. And we had jammed at one of these generator parties out in Ventura the, the day. Well, it, it was right before. Um, the generator party where I think it was Firehose's first show, uh, live at County Line. Do you remember that? County Line, one, one of the first one. The first yeah. one was actually in Pedro, but that yeah. was one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah, so, it was out in Ventura, in the middle of nowhere, right by the yeah, beach. Where the County Line was. Yeah, so Wino and I jammed at one of those parties, and we vowed we're going to do a band someday. So after a few years living in LA, he gave me a call, and the bass player in his band the obsessed was in a motorcycle accident he was in a coma and there was a tour coming up in germany i was trying to be the responsible husband carrying on this career engineering at a studio jingle house and my wife said man go for it this is your dream touring recording yeah so we toured in germany for three weeks ended up in berlin and we knocked out this album lunar womb in five days recorded and mixed Wow. And that was my first production credit, and it, that was like a life changer. It got me into, you know, doing the band thing, and sure, and, and like, the other side of the microphone yeah. thing. Yeah, gotcha. So. And uh, and then Caius came in after that. <laughs> right, right. Like a little kind of internship with yeah. Wino. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we toured together with Caius because um, it was still called Upset. I've seen several versions of Upset. Yeah. And uh, I think he had a French guy on bass later on. Yeah, that was after I left. Okay. He was a roadie in Europe. Okay. <laughs> Watch out for the roadies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking for your game. <laughs> Watch your back. Helper, man. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. He was there for the rescue. Was it time for you to leave anyway? Yeah. Things were kind of running its course. Um, but these guys from Caius, they hit me up. Because they had already got it going. Yeah, I had turned them down a few, a few months before. Oh, wow. And then they called me and said, well, we kicked out our bass player. Can you at least fill in for a couple of shows? And I said, oh, that'll be fun. They had the record release party for Blues for the Red Sun. They had a, a show opening for Ice-T and Body Count when the whole <laughs> cop killer thing was going on. I was like, fuck yeah, man, this is going to be awesome. And after one day of rehearsing, it was like, I talked to my wife. I said, what do you think about moving back to the desert? And she's like, oh, man, I would love it. Because that's where they were. Yeah. Yeah, so we picked up our roots again, moved back to the desert, and, and pretty much been there ever since. Damn. That was what ninety two. So, yeah, the fair piece. Yeah. Uh, you put your time in L.A. You know, that's okay. Yeah. It's not like you're, you're a permanent hater. You yeah, close I was. Enough. I was there for five <laughs> close years. If you need it. Five years solid working <laughs> in that studio. You know. We're at the end of the first hour, brother Matt. July twenty second, two thousand fifteen. Our uh, guest, Sky Reader, hold tight for hour two. July 22nd, 2015, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Open up the second hour with when Scott Reeder. He uh, just enlightened us the fact that uh, as we become from the last hour, is in his opinion, best thing. I think so. You've done. I wrote that for my wife on her yeah. 20th anniversary. Oh, bitch! I stuck that CD in a card and I left it on her pillow in the morning, and uh, she was. Moved. Wow! So inspired to. Yeah. Respect. Uh, Nowhere Road, the Kings of Lower Town, out of. Cool. Pem Kings of Lower Town Rock. Yeah. What what, what town? Pembroke, I think, uh, up by Ottawa, uh -huh. Canada. Why, why spend the dark night with you? Hobo Combo, Pale Angels out of uh, Wales, doing Sink and Shadows, Labor Camp, Rag by Labor Camp. That's uh, Kurt from Nip Drivers, Paul Rossler from Screamers, uh, R. Stevie Moore. Play myself some music. Toby Dammit, modus operandi. He did the last two years. I served with the Stooges. Oh, nice. On drummies. And, and Bandidos preaching to the choir. And finally, Scott Reeder with Day of Never Ending, which yeah. is from that. Right on. That's Danny Carey on drums, by the way. In the is beginning. that right? Yeah. The name of the album is... Uh, Tunnel Vision Tunnel. Brilliance. Yeah. It's about being stoned yeah. and narrowing your senses down and just concentrating on one thing and making the right noise. Right, know? right. Some focus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about the Caius adventure? Oh, man. That was a pretty quick shift in gears from going you know, out with the Obsessed. Right. And then playing with Caius. Um, Nirvana was blowing up at the same time sure. that I joined Caius. And Dave Grohl was going to record stores along his you know, travels and buying every copy of our CD and giving it to people. And I think he led to the Danzig tour with Wet yeah. Zombie right after that. And we went out with Faith Respect No More. Respect for Dave Grohl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, in the flames. Man. And then we went out with Faith No More and Babes in Toyland. And we thought we were done. And thanks to Dave again. We got a call from Metallica's people. We went to Australia, opening for Metallica, and um, man, it, it just kind of took off from there. I don't know if we would have gone much further if it hadn't been for that. I don't know. We went for another couple of years after that and started playing in Europe, and yeah. things started blowing up in Europe. I mean, it was getting really crazy, and I was so excited about the future. We'd just done some lo-fi recording in Joshua Tree that was the best stuff we'd ever done. Yeah. And we had tour coming up with Monster Magnet, and and two of the guys called me into a meeting and said we can't do this anymore. I'm like, what? Game over. Yeah, I thought everything was going great. They <laughs> they had a dispute about something, I guess. I still haven't heard a straight answer from either one of them. But and this is many years. Yeah, this was in '95. Yeah, so 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, one day but, they'll get to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be patient. One thing I ain't patient for is the fucking spin cycle, brother Matt. We got a special version. Yeah, right. Because you're gonna collaborate with Scott Reeder here on yeah. the bass. Itching. <laughs> Very cool. We're gonna start with a little Mavis Staples because I'm gonna see her tonight. Whoa, Hodges on drums. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Rick uh, Holstrom on guitar. That's right. His trio. Hodges on drums. The guy on my first opera. Huh. Yeah. Long Beach kid. Very okay, cool. take it away, brother Matt. Here we go.
spin cycle there. Uh, I was trying to capture some desert sounds after Mavis. I don't know how well I did, but... Uh, I thought you did bitching. <laughs> I did bitching. I love it. <laughs> I was grooving, grooving, grooving. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. much. Thank so you. Was in the hot seat. In the hot seat. <laughs> but you know what? Stood and delivered. Hold it off, yeah. <laughs> Pocket rocket. Never know what's coming. Oh, yeah, man. Damn, man. <laughs> right at the end of the second hour. July 22nd, 2015 edition of Pedro Show. Scott Reader, our special guest, brother man. Yeah. Hold tight for our three. Cool. July 22nd, 2015. It's the third hour. What for Pedro Show.
got excited. He dug himself a hole. He tunneled to the river, to the verge of bathing pool. He got excited. He dug himself a hole with his dick. He dug himself a hole. Well, when he made it to the river, he ran into the snake. It bit him in the dick, and he had to take a moment just to realize what was happening. They did a bit him in the dick. A whole lot of people in the world today hey, Don't know what to think or say or do or be Or who to be like or who not to be like I like Coyote I wanna be Coyote Well when Coyote got excited He dug himself a hole He tunneled to the river To the virgin made a pool He got excited He dug himself a hole With his dick he dug himself a hole Well when he made it to the river He ran into a snake It bit him in the dick And he had to take a moment just to realize What was happening That it had bit him in the dick A whole lot of people in the world today Don't know what to think or say or do or be Or who to be like or who not to be like Pedro Show start off the third hour. Scott Reeder doing fuck you all. All right. Yeah. What was the story behind that one? I kind of guess. I was just going through some shit. <laughs> yeah, each sure. each verse has like a different yeah. person or group. Target. that I, Yeah. <laughs> got Focus. it. Got it off of my chest. And it was like the the label was saying that could be the most commercial song on your record, like, <laughs> except for. Except for the, uh, the tag. <laughs> yeah. And then we had a Gigi Allen and the Jabbers doing Don't Talk to Me. No. Dwarves with Dead on the Floor. Uh, Sevilla, Sevilla Zazzi, parts three and four of Industrialization, Omega Point. Some live from Cosmodrome. Enemy Gospel number two by the Orange Disaster. Dear Blanca, Showplace. They're out of Charleston. Still. <laughs> Beef over that flag, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let it go, man. Let it go. <laughs> and finally, Elliot Elderman with Coyote. I got to play with um, my second man, X-Ax, just to do four gigs. And Victoria Williams was at one of them. Nice. And that, that cat was on the bass. I knew him. He had some... I guess he's a desert guy, but he's a young guy. Huh. So maybe a new shift. Yeah. I think... Victoria was saying she lives in the pad now. She's got these young guys living in the pad in front of her. Huh. She's awesome. She's going to be on the show next week. Cool. Lovely. You got, some, you got some, some desert rock. Yeah. yeah. Lovely human. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was a uh, feedback. Uh, okay, P- Post Caius, you did some Nebula with Eddie. 
Yeah, did a few shows with those guys. Um, played in a band called Unita for a little bit. Unita, we were right. signed with um, American Recordings. We did some shows with you sure, and Jay sure. Mascus. Um, then I didn't do anything for a long time. Um, did a stint with this band called Butcher that was working in my studio, and their bass player left in the middle of the recording. Yeah, I got dragged into a couple of things kind of like that. Okay. And then um, these days, um, thanks to Dave Grohl again, um, he texted me one night, like 1.30 in the morning. I'm like, who the fuck is texting me this late? It was Dave Grohl. He said that he got the console from Sound City. He was making a movie. Would I want to play on a, a song on the soundtrack? I texted him back, fuck, yes. Is and this the one with the cheap trick guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, he sent me the demo the next morning. I'm out feeding the horses, listening to, on my phone, imagining bass lines to this thing. And, and within a week, I was in the studio. It was Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick yeah. on guitar, Corey Taylor from Slipknot on vocals, Dave, of course, on drums. You know why it's a trip? Because that's the next song I got. Right. Perfect segue. <laughs> So, so I was just, I couldn't believe it. The one in Northridge. Yeah. 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 Um, Cheap Trick was my very first rock concert, and to play on a song with that Uh, guy was incredible. And then our song was the one that hit on radio and went to number one on the rock charts. And then the Grammys, the album got a Grammy for best soundtrack or best companion soundtrack to a audiovisual film or whatever the <laughs> title was. I just got the actual Grammy certificate in the mail a couple weeks oh, ago. Cool. Oh, wow, bitch. And, uh, so because of that, the the film's producer, Jim Rota, is the guitar player, singer of Fireball Ministry, and we kind of reconnected after all these years. And, and um, the first gig coming up for Fireball Ministry with me on board was a Motorhead Cruise. Um, we went on this thing oh, last... Oh. Yeah, last September, we're on a cruise ship with Motorhead, a um, bunch of metal bands, Anthrax, um, Danko Jones. Danko, he's and, an old buddy. Yeah, cool. We're going to do it again in, in a few weeks at the end of September. Okay. This time, Suicidal Tendencies is on board, Exodus. Where does it go? It, it goes out of Miami and kind of goes around the, the Caribbean. Trips, yeah. yeah. Here, let's see. This song's called Can. From Can to Can't. From Can to Can't. Yeah. Okay. Right here, and what, it's just all you guys' names. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't was, a band it would, name. It, it was just the guy's names. Right, right. Like Everson, like and Paul. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under the water, it's cold and it's gray. My torrid autumn Another season Decays Open up the hollow And my walls come down I tell you it's a problem Just when no one's around
Last music for this uh, edition, uh, Corey Taylor, Dave Grohl, Rick Nielsen, Scott Reeder with From Can to Can. And Popcorn from Lemon Limes, Dump the Barrier. Atomic Sherpas, that's Vince Maroney. Yep. Uh, Carnivorous Elevator. I think he's out at Garden Grove originally. At Echo Park now. Wizard Sleeve by, no, that's the band. Excavate Heaven by Wizard Sleeve. <laughs> Wizard <Yeah>. Sleeve. <laughs> uh, Siobhan with Fulfill the Dream and finally Completing the Geode by Extract out of Canada. Edit because it's too much of a vulgar. Uh, so this uh, new band you're in with Tony from the Adolescents. Yes. It's called Sun and Sail Club. It's with Bob Balch and the other Scott Reader. Right. From Fu Manchu. One, the imposter. So we finally got both Scott Readers together in the same band. Yeah. He's a killer drummer. Killer. Yeah. Um, we put out another album about a year and a half ago, and it had all robot voices. It was all vocoder with Bob's guitar going through it. Um, this time we got Tony from the Adolescents, yeah, yeah. and it's more of a punk rock vibe. We've got two shows coming up. He's a teacher, huh? I think so. I did a gig with him on Benefit in Chinatown, and uh, Steve Soto. There was got Frank was yeah. there. Frank, Frank's son was playing with him. Wow. Yeah, like, the, with the meat puppets. Oh, yeah, yeah. His, uh, that's you know, punk's kind of old when the, <laughs> the boys are like playing with their dads. Yeah, it's crazy. That's all right. Yeah, I've only hung out with Tony one day. We did some press stuff, and yeah, he's and sweet. Guy. We're gonna finally play live. Um, the first show is at Cafe Nila on August twenty eighth. Okay. With the freaks, Travis. you might know the freaks. Yeah, because Bob Lee's on the fucking drums. Yeah. And Jonathan Hall on one of the guitars. Yeah. The other two guys, one guy was England, I think the bass man. Uh, Tom Davies. And uh, and Ruben. Seemed like the front man. Ruben that's, Romano from Fu Manchu. That's right. Yeah. That's where. That's yeah. Because I went on after him a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I was trying to remember his face. Yeah. They did a couple records recorded out at my place at the ranch. I'm embarrassed. So. How is it like fucking recording out in the ranch? Uh, it's chill. I just finished a, a project. Well, I, I finished tracking a project a couple of days ago with the Hellions from Palm Springs. Yeah. Um, it's really mellow. And You're, then the school thing, this teaching thing, you going to the Warwick Base Camp? Yeah, yeah. Um, first week of September every year. Yeah. You've, you've got to come out next year. Um, it, what, what town in Germany? Mark Neukirchen, I think it's called. What it's way out, lie? way out in the boonies. It's okay. near the Czech border. Oh, so it's like the south. Like the the closest big town is probably Prague. Uh, it's but about a four it's hour drive. Probably a Bavaria Frankfurt. part of Germany. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they have a base camp for the whole week. Yeah. And then they have all these VIPs that fly out for the end of it. They've got like a hundred guys coming out this year. Chuck Rainey from yeah, bad bit on the Steve yeah. Dan albums. Yeah, Jerry Jamat was out last year. Chuck Rainey, Jesus. 16th um, notes, huh? <laughs> Victor Wooten's usually there. That guy's a yeah, it, huge It's insane. Monster, so every night, you know, we have dinner after the classes, and then there are jam oh, so sessions. Also guys who play Warwick basses. Not really. Yeah, because I don't think Chuck does. No, and Vic plays Federa, I think. That's right. Yeah, it, it's just about bringing the bass community together okay. and vibing and sharing ideas so and not, jamming. Yeah, not being so immersed, just getting the bass together. Yeah, yeah. Man, um, that's beautiful. It's the party of the year. What are the student people like? Um, there's Can you a, show me how to play this song, or what, what do they ask? Well, there's professors that come in. Um, everybody from Dave Ellison from Megadeth. Yeah, yeah, I met him. Sweet um, guy. Last year they had Kevin Brandon, who's played with everybody from Rihanna yeah, to yeah. Aretha Franklin. Sesh. Um, there's this guy Andy Irvine that's kind of like the spokesperson for Warwick, 
who's actually played in Gigi Allen's band. Yeah, uh, because his brother played Meryl, the, the murder junkies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's probably like 10 professors, I think. Um, okay, but I'm wondering about the students. They're from all over the place. They're just eating it up. Or I, I met um, people from England, Australia, Germany. Yeah. And uh, there's about 250. Do they already know how to play and they want to get better, or are they just start now? Some of them are really great. And they like, just watch they'll, they'll get stuff. up on stage and jam, and you're just like, they should be a professor, <laughs> you know. Um, there's a lot of beginners. It's like every level. They, they just want to learn. Sure, and, sure. So I go a few days early, and I sit in on every class that I can. Um, Lee Sklar is going to be there this wow. year. That's a sesh guy. Yeah. It's been about 10 and, billion records. Yeah. So Big we, beard, too. Yeah. So we just hang out, and there, there's jam sessions after dinner, and there, there's like a full-on club on the campus at the Warwick headquarters. And, you know, there's a full bar, every kind of bass you could imagine on one wall, every kind of amp you could imagine on the other wall. Um, some guitar players show up. Last year they had Phil X from, I guess he's in Bon Jovi's band. Sure. Uh, Stevie Salas. Yeah, we um, need those guys. We look good making them look good. <laughs> look, if somebody, young, getting into this racket music yeah. thing, what, what advice would you give him? Um, or her? Just wait around for Dave Grohl to call. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I, I kind of fell out of it for like yeah, 10 sure. years. Um, I've tried to just stay adaptable. I mean, I, I've been doing the studio thing forever. Um, we bought the ranch. But you never had a young person come up to you, hey, can you tell me anything? I don't know what to tell them. I mean, yeah. if you love doing it, go for it. But that's good advice. Just don't let anybody, I, okay, don't tell anybody, like, don't take anybody's advice not to do it. Like, uh, my mom's boyfriend when I was a kid, yeah. he saw one of my first bands, Dead Issue Play, and he said it was horrible and I should stick to the trombone. And, you know, thank God I didn't listen to that guy. Yeah. You know, don't listen to anybody. Just follow your heart. And I think that's bitching. Make it advice. happen. That's invaluable. Scott, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's an yeah, honor. Very cool. Huge honor. Bitching guest. Bass brother, Scott Reeder. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, Thanks cool. so much. Man. And that advice <sighs> from the heart, it means a lot. Right on. It's been a July 22nd, 2015 edition of Watt for Peter Show. Brother Matt, thank you for your always essential aid and event. Certainly. Scott Reeder, thank you for making that hell ride for your first time. Yeah. Thank you for a, yeah. one of the, being one of the biggest <coughs> inspirations of my life oh, on so the base. It's and, an honor to be here. And uh, we'll put you in a time zone maybe it'll be easy to get back to the desert. <laughs> but i got to come out there. Hell yeah. And I want to check out this camp too. Yeah, we're, we're pretty close to the freeway. Yeah, and, I ate at his restaurant the other day, Russo's. I, I told him I was in Banning on Saturday. Yeah. I ate an Italian place. Said, was that Russo's? Yeah. Was yeah, we go there all the okay, time. Okay, I'll go there and shout out. <laughs> it's been the July 22nd, 2015 edition of the Wild Pedro Show, people. Keep your powder dry. Yeah. Cheers.